Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, WPHT, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. All right, it is uh, Dom time. I give you my sense. If Dan were here, I think he would agree with me that uh, the situation at the shore, and there's several factors. The king of hair is one of the reasons. They just can't fight City Hall. The whales, the emotionality of it. Taking away our birthright, the Jersey Shore. I think it was one of the top three issues on the station, even though we're miles and miles away from the direct scene of the action. You can hit me with what the top issue was for a year, over the course of the year. Emotionally, all those things, the rage that people felt, you know, they're just going to do it. And deep down, it's hard not to feel that meaning. They had enough money. They had the president. They bought off the environmental groups. They um, had the uh, courts rigged in their favor, violating just about anything. And what we had were these great people from SaveOurCoastNJ.com and related groups, some of whom I met for the first time last night, two spectacular lawyers, you know, one, Mike Donahue, who's on with us when we're at the shore. And what they laid out last night, what would have happened if this continued to go on, I see no way that Orsted ultimately would have won. It would have been a hugely long and expensive and draining battle on their side. I also met at my table a woman who told me as soon as we came in, they're not taking her land like this. She's Asian-American, and she said she was from the killing fields, the killing fields. Think Cambodia. And when you see people who have witnessed real, all-out tyranny, I'm not comparing Phil Murphy and the goons over in Trenton to Pol Pot or anything. When they sniff the petty tyranny of what goes on in a place like Jersey during COVID and during this, you don't want to miss mess around with them. She's one of those women who lay down on the ground at 35th Street when they were trying to do the preliminary, putting through whatever it is they're putting through, connected ultimately to the windmills. Just riveting stuff. I mean, you see this all the time. You see it with people from Venezuela, et cetera. And this issue reverberated with her. Why with our listeners so far away from? I gave you some of the connections, but one of the men in charge of communicating all this and our friend even bringing us Kelsey Grammer, who went after the windmills. Now, if that's not something, if you told me the beginning of the year, we'd be at Mulligan's with like 300 people packed in there, celebrating Kelsey Grammer and talking, among other things, the wind tunnels. And I couldn't talk too much 
about Frazier and all of his roles because of those pesky screenwriters. You know, all the people behind their strike, he was kind of limited to talk about that, but we could hit the windmills. It's surreal. Right, let's join uh, our hosts last night, one of them, Robin Schaefer, here on Talk Radio 1210. And Robin, it was such a pleasure to meet such a knowledgeable group. And the speakers were beyond fabulous, including this uh, fisherman from Maine who was right out of Central Casting. Yeah, Dom, it was an amazing night. And uh, thank you so much for coming down the shore to host and, and see the event. Um, to hear from somebody directly affected by what these these projects and what they will do to the ocean and to uh, the fishery. Uh, Jerry Lehman and the New England Fisheries uh, Group uh, coming down. And I learned a lot last night I, that I didn't even know, that the uh, uh, the effects to flounder, um, the uh, effects, uh, you know, to um, the um, scallops and clams and all this, so, you know, it's these uh, skyscrapers in the ocean would uh, have um, – altered you know not just a landscape visually but it uh, will uh, directly impact and and uh, destroy you know fisheries and people's uh, ways of life and and these are families that go way back you know they're going um, you know many generations and and the idea is that uh, well you know if they put them out of business then maybe the federal government will come in and hand them out uh a a little uh you know gift card or something to i don't know what you know wawa or something like that and say you know sorry but here's your uh, little subsidy or whatever yeah. and and go away but once the you know once you destroy the commercial fishery it's never going to come back because those people those families are not going to um continue to be in that line of work you're you're talking about you know their children are going to to follow in their uh parents footsteps and um and then he one of the things he was saying last night is that it's not green or even safe to be getting some of the uh some of the seafood from overseas uh you, you have to fly it in from other places but we right now without the windmills we have we you know we have ample supplies of some, you know, fishing stock. So it's just a matter of, you know, we've got to keep fighting this and and keep these horrible structures out of our oceans. Uh, a lot of talk, too. It was the perfect blend, my read of the room, between saying it's not over, there are other battles to be fought, but also taking the moment to celebrate this. You just can't always be looking and saying, oh, my God, they still might be able to try to do this. You gotta have some fun, particularly with the king of hair and other things that are involved. So uh, now it's on to this uh, Atlantic Shores, right? The next one, which I think is smaller, and already saying, "Yeah, we're in it to win it, but we need more money." Politically, how in the world after this would they be able to give them the money to keep afloat? Well, like you said, the king of hair, this is his legacy. And, and it's uh, Phil Murphy and the Biden administration. It seems like they're they're going, going to press forward, and whether we like it or not. I think one of the quotes uh, recently from, from our illustrious uh, governor, King Murphy, was the, um, these wind um, turbines are going in whether people like it or not. And uh, I... I'm sorry to rain on his parade, or really not sorry, but uh, 
these the companies that are coming in that um, are energy companies like Shell Oil is involved in developing Atlantic Shores. They're going to keep asking for money. It's not. It will never end. I mean, a billion here today, and maybe a billion, you know, in six months, another billion. I mean, and at the end of the day, the government will actually fully fund these and ensure that these companies have profits, you know, uh, for their shareholders. But what happens to the ratepayers? The ratepayers in 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 uh, New Jersey are going to get screwed, and the taxpayers are going to get screwed as well. Uh, yeah. And uh, again, though, uh, there's several other things, too, without getting into the weeds, Robin, for our listeners that your people there picked up on, though. Mike Donahue talking about one of the lawsuits is this idea of uh, local home rule, like in Ocean City or Atlantic City. They come in and shove that aside because they want to shove these into the ocean. Ultimately, that's going to have a reckoning a day in court. And as corrupt as New Jersey is, as I understand the law, I'm on the side that the local rule on these things you think would be paramount. You would. And and it's it's one of the great principles of law in, in New Jersey, as long as New Jersey has been, um, since New Jersey was established, the idea that local decisions are made locally and, and people in, in, in their town councils and mayors have the opportunity to uh, weigh in and make decisions about what's going on in their backyards. The New Jersey legislature and, and Murphy um, stripped that from um, New Jerseyans specifically around this project. And it's, uh, I, you know, I, I look forward to the lawsuit um, and I'm not a, not a big fan of lawyers usually, but I got to say, uh, Bruce Afrin and, and uh, Mike Donahue have done an incredible job. Oh, I wouldn't absolutely. be surprised, would not be surprised to see uh, uh, the federal lawsuits ending up in the Supreme Court because it depends on which, you know, obviously which um, uh, federal bench um, gets the case. But there are some that are so liberal that they're going to just uh, they'll rule in favor of the state and rule in favor of the federal government, the Bureau of Ocean Energy Management or what, whatnot. But um, I think at the end of the day, I mean, we, we have to keep pushing these things forward. And and, and in, in so doing, we're going to slow things down and, and, and make things even more expensive and more difficult for the companies that are trying to, uh, to, to put these uh, structures in the ocean. Absolutely. Well, look, I thought I knew a good bit about this, but boy, that was a tutorial last night. And a lot of it highly entertaining, as I said, on top of it. So thank you. And again, uh, the website is SaveOurCoastNJ.com. People can always volunteer, contribute, or at least get more inside this. And as I said, uh, Robin, if you had told me this would be a top three issue for this station, which is, you know, a pretty good distance away, it was top one, two, or three most of this year, I would be shocked given all the national stuff, but the dying whales, the emotionality of that, uh, and uh, things like uh, what this would mean ultimately to the Jersey Shore, our vision of it as a birthright, and then the masterful campaign of you and the lawyers and the actual ground troops there, it made the summer incredible. So thank you and uh, continued success, and we'll be there. 
Thanks so much, Tom. And if I could, uh, can I just make a, I just want to mention that our website is protectourcoastnj.com. Oh, I'm sorry, we got the wrong thing but, here. I, I'm reading but I from love the screen. That. I love yeah. the other name. Yeah. yeah. It's a good name. Yeah. <laughs> protectourcoastnj.com. Protectourcoastnj.com. That's awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Dom. Again, it, it was uh, it was so great. The evening was amazing with you and your uh, lovely wife uh, uh, joining us. And uh, thanks so much. And let's get Kelsey out. Uh, you know, out, uh, next year. Let's. Uh, oh, absolutely. Maybe, We're yeah, already plotting yeah. that. Yes, exactly. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Robin. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. Right. Protectourcoastnj.com. Why did this crop up? across every host here, et cetera, locally. The whales did it in the beginning, you know, and the uh, King Philip, the King of Hare, just shoving it down our throat. And this is one time they didn't with everything in the world arrayed in their favor. That doesn't mean they're giving up, though. You know, you got to take this. There's another fight. There's another day. Bring it on. We're fighting here for a way of life. We're fighting for a country, be it in this election cycle or something like this. And we won this one. Yeah, but uh, why don't they just go away? They're not going to go away. They're not going to go away on abortion. And my biggest disappointment for this week is, uh, and I'm hooked into several of these people. I'm trying to egg them on. Republicans need to do and maybe do it quietly, but uh, all hands on deck with some of their best people coming up with more strategies on how to deal with abortion, all right? Not the idea that we should give up on being pro-life or anything else, so just let them have, I'm not saying anything like that, you know that. But it's clear, the, part of the problem is you have some of these Republicans hell-bent for this goofball stuff with these caucuses in Iowa, DeSantis, Tim Scott, Mike Pence was, to go full bore on the abortion thing and to continue to go down that path. Well, as long as prominent figures do that, the media is going to seize on that, and we are going to lose. It's pretty simple. We've seen it play out here. It doesn't mean we have to lose, though, on this. All right, 855-839-1210. Love to get your reaction to that. Why was this issue? That's what I told this 150 people or so last night with our listeners was top of mind. It came up again and again and again. Different instances, different situations. It wasn't just a Jersey thing because most people listening now, we go to the Jersey Shore. And this, uh, I would say it was up there as much as parental rights, you know? And and, and here's the thing. Why in Jersey? And I realize, you know, it's a very, very progressive state. I thought parental rights had a real shot at giving a boost to Republicans. But it's true, even though abortion's in the Constitution. That went a long way to energize their voters on Tuesday, even in New Jersey. Ed Dare's comments are indefensible. He wasn't in office then when he put him out. You know, and I didn't know that they would uh, use him as the lightning rod on what he said about closing your legs and all the rest of it. And they bounced that to most Republicans. See, that's where the media advantage is. We get somebody who says something wild. And then they make every Republican answer that for the rest of time. Now, you know what Newt Gingrich does beautifully. He says, yeah, I'll answer that. 
And then he says, but first, how about this major problem in front of us? What do you have to say about, you know, he's, he did it to John King during the, if you remember, the 2012 presidential run that was so illustrative of what Republicans ought to do. But only a few of them seem to have the will or the ability to do that. On the other side, you can have a whole phalanx of these people, like just the squad, saying the most hateful, wild things. The media doesn't make the average Democrat have to answer for Tlaib or any of these people. That's the media advantage, part of it. So the only thing you can do on the spot is go after them on that. Well, then also having a better answer to the question. Try to use your moment on that. That's a big media advantage. I get it. We can't whine about it, though. That's the field that we're on. You still have to win. It's not about, oh, that's unfair. Note it, stipulate it. We know that. Constantly. I mean, what's the Inquirer got as a big, like, uh, seven-printed-page story today? Pennsylvanians have been spinning wheels for two decades, and they interview all these people in windmills and rural areas of Pennsylvania, and they're all saying, why are these people complaining in New Jersey? Well, I wish I were there. I'll tell you why we're complaining. Are you kidding me? They have windmills out in the middle of nowhere there, and they're not uh, skyscrapers of just ginormous expanse. These are relatively small. So shut up. You can have your windmills. Don't tell us why are we complaining. What's the big deal about the windmills? We know exactly what the big deal is. These aren't in the middle of oceans. Are you kidding me? And they're relatively tiny in comparison. Imagine, as a major wind energy supplier pulls plans to build off the coast of New Jersey, turbines spin on at Pennsylvania's wind farms and business as usual. In other words, what's the big deal? It's constantly with the inquire. What's the big deal? All you people are nuts. Why are you so emotional? It's just political. Face it. You don't care about the whales. You're a conservative. You don't care about the environment. Neither do those phony environmental groups who got all their money. It was raw, genuine emotion last night hearing people talk about the whales, about the dolphins, about what it would do to hardworking fishermen. And yes, what it would do to the beautiful Jersey Shore. That's what it's about. Not some wind farm on top of some grassy knoll in some godforsaken place in Pennsylvania. Is there nothing they won't stoop to over this? They just can't give it up and admit this was wrong. This was Murphy just shoving it through. Not for money. I've never said Murphy's not doing this for money. He's doing it for power. He wants to be president. You get a gold star for this. It's not always just about money with some of these folks. For some, it was. But for many, this is the ultimate virtue signal. I'll destroy the Jersey Shore to save us. All right, phone lines are 855-839-1210. You get in. AT&T and Verizon Wireless. Uh, You just push that uh, pound 1210 and you get on board. And hit us with that scene today in honor of veterans. Not the film, but a scene from a film that to you, we've had some funny ones, some serious ones, doesn't matter. It's all in the telling, all from you. Here on uh, Talk Radio 1210. All right, Dom Giordano Show. Welcome in, everyone. 855-839-1210. Neil Zorner TV guy will be here. We got a great 
uh, Money Melody that Dan set up and a very tremendous prize for that. Uh, And uh, it involves a veteran in some way, shape, or form singing the song. So we have all that uh, going on. Let's go to Tom in Voorhees. Tom, you're on Talk Radio 1210. Hello, Tom. Welcome in. Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah, I was at the event last night. And uh, it was fabulous. You took it to another level. Thanks for coming. And I think why this issue is so emotional. I, like many, I grew up down the shore. My my earliest memories are from the shore. I went with my parents, then my buddies, and now my kids and grandkids. And I got sand in my shoes a long time. So I think this really resonates with a lot of people in the area, even though they don't necessarily live there. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think what put it on the map, though, of what were the consequences of what was happening, the deaths of the whales, the constant drumbeat, seeing that on the beach, that, you know, people, busy lives, Tom, and they weren't focused on this, that did. And then the arguments that were rational about this appealed to them, and just the unbelievable petty tyranny of shoving it down the throats of people, that got them going. Yeah, and like you said, it's almost like a Rocky story because, yes. you know, in Jersey, when they want something, they get it. And you know, like, so it was a huge, huge victory. And uh, Oh, yeah. And it I mean, awesome. it, it is the biggest of the year that the stations associated with that I can think. Uh, given the election cycle, we didn't have too many of those. I'm trying to think of some others here, Tom. And maybe <laughs> they'll come to me. Uh, it was the biggest, though. And it was out of nowhere. I asked at least a dozen people. Did you think this was coming? It was just out of nowhere. They signed up for years. Maybe you were one of them, too, thinking these lawsuits are going to bleed them and ultimately they'll collapse. Right. But to say no Uh mas out of nowhere was amazing. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. What's your uh, scene? Yeah. What's your scene? Well, it's not uh, Rocky, but it is Stallone in Rambo where he says to Troutman at the end. I wish my country loved me as much as I love my country. Great scene. So. Great line. Thank you, Tom. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you. Uh, I'm so glad to hear from somebody who was at the event last night uh, around this. And again, is that the biggest win we've been associated with this year? I'm trying to think of some of the other battles here that have gone on in this election cycle, even though an off-off year was a big moment with a lot of big things at stake, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court race, definitely at stake, loss. I was looking at the commissioner's race out in Chester County, giving Cavalcanti, et cetera, loss. Then I thought Bucks County, there was a reasonable shot, given their annex, loss. Um, well, uh, I think a win we beat Helen Gim. We were a major part of it, too, in alerting people here in Philadelphia. And the person who won, at least on paper, Sherelle Parker, is going to be noticeably different in law enforcement and things of that nature. So, yeah, but I think the Wales thing is the one that several, several of us, several shows and listeners were directly involved in. I, I may be missing one. We'll, we'll see. I it, think you this. are, Dom. What's that, Jim? How can you forget Larry Krasner? He is impeached. Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Well, uh, that's, by the way, thank you for reminding me that because November 27th, right after Thanksgiving, 
the arguments go before the Supreme Court. Let, let's see what this hack. I don't think he has a part in this, by the way. Um, that would be uh, Mr. McCaffrey. Uh, the arguments go before the Supreme Court to determine the impeach Larry Krasner. Is that official now? And then do we move on to the potential trial in the Senate where the Senate would have to engage in this? So, you know, I'm not giving up on that forever. Yeah, but it takes forever. Okay, well, then if you don't, if you're not in it to win it, then it's okay. That's the way you have to look at it. This is a lifetime thing here. Good things come to those who wait. Well, or good things come to those who are constantly on the attack. Exactly. Yes. And Dom Giordano is constantly on the attack. He ain't giving this up. Now, this is, uh, so we'll see. The impeach Larry Kraft. That's a good one. These folks, though, just incredible uh, across the South Jersey and, and also from uh, Philadelphia. So it's a group that you may want to get involved in if you treasure the Jersey Shore, as we all do. I mean, uh, you know, Roe would have us there more than, I think we're over 30 days a year at the Jersey Shore, at least. If it hits 70, can't we go to the shore? All right, 855-839-1210. More of your calls uh, coming up. And Ohio now turning up the heat. I want to take your temperature on Pennsylvania because Ohio on the abortion issue had another draw. They were smart Democrats on this to get people to come out and vote. And that other draw was they legalized marijuana in Ohio. Now, Ohio, I'm not looking at a map here. Let me think for a moment. Ohio borders Pennsylvania, right? Uh, We're bordered by New Jersey. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any state that borders us now or any pretty close to us that is not legalized marijuana. I'm not sure if it's 26 states, 27 states, somewhere around that. All right, coming up, are they ready in Pennsylvania to legalize marijuana? And something I would trade legalized marijuana to also open up. I'll tell you what that is next at 855-839-1210. You know, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. Make your own bets. Choose from tons of pre-made bets on the app. In other words, you don't have to be a football expert. You really don't. It will have a lot of fun with this, and big winnings are possible. All you have to do is something simple. Visit FanDuel.com slash Dom. FanDuel.com slash Dom, D-O-M. Uh, and FanDuel Sportsbook, first of all, is the official partner of 1210 WPHT, FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Yeah, to be 21 plus, president in Pennsylvania, first online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1 800 Gambler. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Tom G. Your Dino Show. Welcome in. 855-839-1210. I'll play it for you when we uh, get this. But we just saw who is somebody who is arguably could be the most radical member of the squad, even though she's like a six-man or woman of the squad. Corey Bush. African-American congresswoman from the St. Louis area. And she just said, call, uh, says her call on Israel to relinquish its right to self-defense is just like when she rioted during the Ferguson uprising. And she had to listen to the call to relinquish her right to self-defense. Just think of the perversion of America, of this woman, and the district of where she comes from. So Israel should give up this right to self-defense because she's living under tyranny, like in Ferguson, and she had to give up her right to self-defense during the George Floyd summer. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Henry. So here are the stylings of squad wannabe. And I would argue she's right a heavyweight up there with Tlaib and uh, Omar and even louder if possible, in her disdain for America. Listen to what she said. I remember being on the ground during the Ferguson uprising. And I remember not knowing what to do with tear gas. The tear gas was hitting us and didn't know what to do. And I remember one day a a, 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 a delegation of folks from Palestine showed up and taught us what to do. And then from there I knew how to survive the next day with all of the tear gas. But one thing that I saw, rubber bullets flying, there were dogs and all of the things that were happening. But if I just traveled a mile away, there was no tear gas. There was none of this happening. And it was just like people going on with their day. Well, that's what's happening right now. Ah, so this is what's now. Now you see the linkage here. All right. Corey Bush, people like this, you could see where some of this is coming from. Some of the radical elements of the left, African-Americans, Black Lives Matter, Corey Bush types, there's this bond, this hatred of Jews, this hatred of Israel, and this bond with the poor Palestinians who came and linked with them. With Corey Bush and others, the place to make them pay is at the polls. Now, you're not going to defeat her necessarily in her district, but what I'm saying is to use this sheer unadulterated hatred and hatred of America, of the squad and their fifth and sixth man or persons to win. But in a broader context, what do we do with people that are not citizens that are here, that are on college campuses and the like, and are spewing things? that are directly threatening, celebrating Hamas, etc. I would say we could revoke their visa. We don't need them here. They don't have this uh, right to freedom of speech in the manner of a Cory Bush. And that's what we ought to be doing. It is, uh, I'm looking at this uh, pinata of Israel, of Jews, that they were smashing at a college campus with sticks and all. It's just a, an endless barrage of this stuff, and it's not going to stop. Uh, we learned during this whole escapade, my alma mater, LaSalle, 
Still has not done anything with their Muslim Student Association. I got onto it thanks to a listener. They put up that letter that Harvard students wrote about they blame Israel, you know, the classic thing. And the signatories over at LaSalle were the um, ambassadors to LaSalle that meet with parents and kids to come to LaSalle, the residents group, the powerlifting club, and related groups that were all the face of LaSalle. And all LaSalle did was make them take down so we couldn't see who these signatories were. That's all that they did. They should have disbanded them. Now, they can still mean if they want, but say you're not affiliated with LaSalle. You're affiliated with hatred. That's it. Last Friday, I guess it was, we had on a LaSalle professor who complained about what LaSalle put up on Twitter, which held on a moral ground the Palestinians and Israel as the same. They ultimately took it down when she complained, but they would not put up a tweet explaining why that initial tweet was morally wrong, was out of bounds. They're not fulfilling their role at my alma mater as teachers of anything. That's what's pretty clear through this. Now, we already know the antagonism toward people going to college, the cost, the anti-Americanism, the indoctrination up and down the line. But I particularly tell you when it's a Christian slash college and when it's local and you see this stuff, and we have so many alums of places like this, it is hard to believe. In fact, we told you about this coalition of American colleges. There's about 120 or so now that have signed a letter condemning all this nonsense. To my knowledge, I didn't check today. None of the local colleges has signed off on this. What's so hard? None of the big six here have signed off on it. And again, I don't see the Archbishop in Philadelphia. I don't see the Catholic Church saying much of anything. I also blame them, or they have a role in this, and whether you're a Catholic or not, is it out of bounds to say they must believe they have no voice anymore. They tell us they're the big pro-life institution. I challenge that. They did not speak up about this election cycle. They did not say anything about this, particularly with the Catholics, including the president that are involved. This is the big issue right now. The other thing I'm trying to figure out, I don't believe it, just so you know, that Americans are for abortion on demand at any stage of life of the baby. That's what they want. Face it. Republicans can never win until they capitulate on it. I don't believe that. I don't know what the spot is, given the media misinformation on all this. But I do know that these Republicans that are still talking about no exceptions and six-week bans, they are poison. you got to face it. We've been saying this for a while. Say it more directly. Ron DeSantis, I think, is as buttoned up as anybody. He's got a great record in Florida. Yeah, he's socially awkward on the campaign trail. He's been a bust. If somehow or another Trump was not the nominee because of the legal thing, I think he will be despite the legal thing. I couldn't support Ron DeSantis being a nominee because he's still on the six-week abortion ban. If you say stuff like that, remember when we talked to these guys, Dave White, Doug Mastriano, they were asked during a debate, 
it was uh, Lou Barletta, Bill McSwain, and those two. How many people, raise your hand, out of the four or five still debating, are no exceptions on abortion? Dave White raised his hands. Um, Mastriano, of course, raised his hand. And I say it's an indisputable fact. I said it then, and it should be clear to you now. If you're for no exceptions, you can't possibly be elected in Pennsylvania. It might be true that I don't know you can be elected anywhere in America. Now, if you're running against somebody who, you know, is a complete, uh, has no background, no money, no position at all, you might be able in some red states to be for no exceptions and get by. But by and large, you can't win. And I still see people, prominent people on Twitter, I'm not going to surrender to this. Well, guess what? If you continue to lose, you're going to have more and more abortion. Face it, face reality. All right, coming up, uh, Neil Zorn, our TV guy here, and we'll get to uh, more of your calls. Had some other people there that were um, against the windmill thing. Were there last night, spectacular event. I love it when people get it. Celebrate the wins and use them to give you energy to continue on the issues that matter to you. One of the reasons a lot of people are talk radio listeners, they're looking for a voice. They're looking for a connection on these issues. And just one other thing on the abortion thing. I just don't believe, I don't understand any more data. Maybe Matt Rooney will have it on his weekend show. Why did parental rights not resonate as much as we thought it would in New Jersey? Are these people really parents saying they don't care if the school districts are going to lie to them and not tell them if their kid is either as a fad or is troubled and wants to use different pronouns and all the rest of it? That's a small thing. It's not about the pronouns. It's about the school saying, we'll do whatever the hell we want. You're only the parent. That's what it's about. Inquire the media trying to tell, eh, it's just a culture war. Oh, really? Is that what it is? Parental rights are just a cultural war. I don't believe that. All right, coming up, Neil Zorn, our TV guy with us. What the heck is good on TV now and coming up? Uh, we'll find out. I'll tell you something that is great care and gets better all the time. That's Dr. Bentz, my dentist, board-certified prosthodontist. Dr. Bentz routinely, he and his staff, engage in training during office hours, if necessary, on whatever the latest development is that he has. Many times, it's the new technology. Now, we've been kidding, but it's true. One of the things people have trouble with, maybe one of the reasons they don't go to the dentist even to start with, they don't like the impression-taking process. Dr. Bentz knows that. Some people gag during it. They have a bad reaction. They just don't, can't take it. Well, the latest investment for Dr. Bentz is the TRIOS 5 scanner. Talk about amazing. The TRIOS 5, credible design, reduces the potential for patients gagging or discomfort or whatever. That's what they do. It also makes things faster. You get in, you get out, you get moving, you get your plan, you're going to get your teeth, you know the 3D printers. All that is there, plus the art and skill of Dr. Bentz. 
you put them all together, it's as good of dental care as you're going to get anywhere that I know of. To make that initial appointment, to see what I've been talking about for years, go to bentsdentalgroup.com, B-E-N-T-Z, or call them now at 610-272-6949. Winter is coming. Our face down with a flattened like a single sculpture. Ah, someone snitched. You want me? Earn me. We're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You're in a dream. I am the one who knocks. And now, Neil Zorin with What's on TV. Yeah, that's right. Every other week, Neil Zorin with us here to tell us what's good that's on TV. Hello, Neil. Welcome in. Hi, good to be here. First of all, one thing, windmills, ba umbug. <laughs> they, are, they are the biggest, they are almost as big as, they're a bigger scam than solar panels, even though those solar panels may eventually work. The uh, windmills d- definitely don't. They, uh, don't get me started on the vir- environmental uh, situation. Just remember that I think green, all gr- the green piece along with Hamas are terrorists. So that's <laughs> Well, and as I tell people, yeah. I, and I tell people who, who, who mourn over not being able to get paper, not being able to get straws, I said it was one turtle, one turtle. Well, it was <laughs> one Boy Scout. We traced him, Neil, in California, who said we use a billion a day, which is preposterous. He did it for a merit badge or something. I'm not making it up, and that's uh-huh. where the straw thing started. But uh, Neil, I'm not seeing much. I really need your help this weekend and beyond. You know, you can go as far as you want into this year. Uh, what's good on TV right now or even better coming up? Uh, last time you were on, we had Fear City and Go Get Gotti. I really love both of them. Well done. But I'm not seeing a whole lot right now. And you're, and you're not going to because the strike just ended. So there's production. But I think there are things coming up this month that are better than what's been let's okay. put it that way and and also by the way i've been i've been what my war this month is with is with the people who provide television i mean star uh not starbucks starbucks had nothing to do with it comcast um almost doubled my bill but i'm not getting double the value for it and i have now to play the game where i have to cancel my service and get new services a new customer to get a price that, that is actually fair as opposed to the one they do and they don't reward you for loyalty they 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 they, they they're terrible about it and same thing with other things so i'm a little miffed at uh, television providers right now but um I think I think for one thing there is a novel uh, that was out a few years ago, probably more than about uh, seven years ago now, called All the Light All the Light We Cannot See. It was a very right. popular novel. It's, it's a good book. It's a good book, not a great book, but a good book by by um, by Anthony Doerr. And the television series of that sort of matches matches the style of the book, which means it's good but not great. It's a good story. It'll keep it going. It has it has some poignance to it. It has a lot of sentimentality to it. It's about a blind girl running a radio station that her father and grandfather began. Um, and, the, and in the last days of the war, the Nazis want to find her and do it at the radio station. Meanwhile, she's a, there's a German soldier attracted to her, so there's a romance, there's some history. It's a good, it's a good piece. Again, not a blockbuster, even though most people would say the novel was. I wouldn't. I would say it was just a good, solid read. And it's a good, solid show. The things that are coming up depend on what you like. So, for instance, I'm excited that 
uh, that Fargo is coming back on dirt on Tuesday, the 21st. Whoa, wait a minute. That is, wait a minute there, Neil. There we go. Yes, so Fargo, so Fargo is is the great hope here. Uh, okay. and it will be on Hulu starting on, uh, and then I don't like the Squid Game, but for people who like the Squid Game, that's coming back on Thursday the twenty third. Uh, I do like the Crown very much, and I love Amelda Staunton who is playing Queen Elizabeth in this round of the Crown. So that is coming on um, Thursday, this Thursday, November sixteenth. And one of my guilty pleasures is watching. I don't watch much of the Food Network because, first of all, I can't keep track of all the people, and second of all, they don't really show you how to make the things; they just make it in front of you. But there is a show called Chopped that I like, where they where they give people odd ingredients that they don't know are coming. Um, student chefs and they have to make them into something and uh, and now they're doing they're starting their new season on um tuesday also so there are some things that i think are of value coming up also if you're a fan of for all mankind which i'm not i don't like the rewriting of the history and I, I i don't think they've been fanciful enough i think they've been i, I think they've been trying hard but i i just usually roll my eyes and shrug my shoulders well wait a minute Neil. for all mankind so i think the rewriting went a little too far humanizing showing these were not choir boys somewhat one thing right but i think you're right they took it to an extreme level they always they always do. First of all, you're dealing with Hollywood people, so they're not going they're not yeah. going to be fair. They're not they're going to go through the things uh, the things we're going through now. When you talk about the cultural wars, talk about now somebody once said, "But you never take you never take colonization to effect." I said, "Because it happened. It's not worth my taking. It's happened already. You have to deal with the now, not what happened then." And what did you want the country to be? Think of what it would be if, if it wasn't colonized, the United States. So let's 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 talk Turkey here. Anyway, so, I, so I'm not really I'm not I don't trust Hollywood people for where they're going to go. I'm beginning to watch a show called The Fellow Travelers. I'm not into it far enough to make an assessment of it, but um, you know that's another one where I worry about the politics might take over from a story which seems to be pretty good about somebody who's now a, a, a government official at one point. Um, was involved one in with McCarthyism, one with um, with communism, and how that. Yeah, Neil, where do we find uh, fellow travelers? Uh, fellow travelers is on Showtime, and and there's a show coming on starting uh, on Sunday called The Curse that I'm also interested in, mainly because it stars Emma Stone. It also stars Nathan Fielding. There's a lot of good sort of, um, you know, uh, behind the scenes. No, it's not behind the scenes comedy. It's just not. It's just I not know who he is. Oh, yeah. Head- yeah. It's not the stuff that gets headlines. But it's actually been, the stuff has actually been pretty good. And he and Emma Stone are starting a comedy called The Curse. So The Curse is a comedy. They are, um, they, they are people who do a, um, an HGG. TV type home home repair show in a, in, a, in a small in a small market, and um, so we don't know what the curse is yet, but allegedly it's a comedy, so we'll do that. And when it comes to documentaries, the, the one I'm really looking forward to is I'm as you know one of my things I I'm, I love presidents of the United States. I know a lot about presidents of the United States. I have since I was a kid. And what, actually, Lyndon Johnson is probably the president that I have the most yin and yang with because he was so powerful and so effective, yet he did so much damage between Vietnam and his great society. He really did. He really did put the country in, in, in a downward slide that, that Ronald Reagan helped to fix, but that still is there. And uh, the brains behind Lyndon Johnson, there was a Mad Magazine cartoon once that did a parody of Lyndon Johnson to the tunes of My Fair Lady. 
Mm-hmm. And the one of the tunes was Oh Lyndon Baines rules mainly with my brains. And that was Lady Bird singing. Well, now there's going to be a documentary about Lady Bird that starts on Hulu on Monday called The Lady Bird Diaries. Apparently, she record she wrote and recorded everything that happened during the White House years um, and Johnson's White House years, which would be uh, 1963. Obviously, the right. 60th anniversary of his inauguration coming up with Kennedy's assassination to 1969 when Nixon is inaugurated. And um, and so I, I find that interesting because I think it would be okay. nice to hear her right. reflections. I think she's an underrated woman. Neil, um, a so tremendous there, amount of stuff out. this week. That is good. So yeah. I got to check out Fargo. Certainly, Neil. Where okay. do we find okay. you until uh, two weeks from today? You'll find me in the Delaware County Daily Times, and you'll find me at newspaper.com. Thank you, Neil. Have a nice weekend. All right, Fargo coming back. Interested. Uh, Dom's Money Melody, a lot of people want to get into. All that coming up, big 2 o'clock hour, Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays 9 till noon on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT.